0: I almost said good morning. Hello, (laughs) you're listening to (laughs) Or So They Say, the podcast for two sisters, Charles Small Tale America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. I'm Megan. And guess what? We're both really tired again. It's the middle of the day. Um, There's no reason for this. (laughs) But we didn't go on a coffee room before this. We were doing the yawning thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to rely on you know the unknown and the (laughs) excitement of not knowing what's next which is just another way of saying the unknown (laughs) Um, so so i'm just gonna go with that to keep me awake so this is a fifth thursday wonderful we love when these happen do you know how many we've done do you know what listener episode this is you should know i should have told you
1: before we started but oh um don't look i can't see from here Are you can't I, <laughs> I can't see that use your special eyes um 11 15 15 this is our 15th wow we've had 15 fifth thursdays that was a mouthful
0: yeah and i have a separate one listed for an interview that we did but i don't know i think that's counted in one of the listener
1: episodes so this uh, is this
0: is our 15th i don't know wow it's how, not listener
1: though this is a twin tangent i'm maybe putting this under the roof <laughs> wow it took me till this moment to realize what you were saying Well, how
0: many twin tangents have we done now this is silly hold oh, on cripes. entertain
1: the people okay well i'm excited for this twin tangent because we have man it's hard to do this yourself um we've decided that We've kind of been telling you what's coming i'm stupid <laughs>
0: okay so i'm gonna have to change this in the folder <laughs> this is in a whole this is in a listener episode folder i was very excited i was like we've done 15 of these no this is the seventh one okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm so like man, 15's a few
0: man it's too late to go back and start re-recording and not sound stupid so i don't mm. care and now my pants are all
1: golly okay go on with what you were saying all right what i was saying was We've been telling you guys this is coming, and we've decided that for our Twin Tangent, because if you're new here, we'd pick the fifth Thursdays we save for kind of our ramblings, which happen a lot in our normal episodes, but this is like just we, we set aside ramblings. specific
0: time for us to really have at it.
1: And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be paranormal-related. Uh, so we decided for this episode because we did tell you guys it's coming back it's coming back swinging our patreon we it's been out there for a while we've had people who have been donating for quite some time and thank you all for that we still see you we appreciate we appreciate you we were looking at the numbers today and we're like holy heck yay <laughs> and
0: yeah. it's very thank you for being patient with our um antics or lack thereof
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so what we've decided is that starting July 1st at least twice a month we're going to be releasing exclusive Patreon only content and and that's if you're donating at any level from $1 $5 whatever you want to give if you just want to give just a random number you can you will have access to all of the stuff that we've uploaded to this point as far as our evidence from where we've gone on haunted investigations but Going forward, you'll also have access to these bonus episodes that are Patreon-exclusive. Yeah. But (laughs) for those of you who are not donating on Patreon and you're like, I'm not sure, I don't know if I want to do this yet, this is your chance to get a sneak peek of what you can have access to.
0: Patreon was nice enough to add a feature where you can kind of you get a free trial run of being a patreon member mm-hmm. of whatever uh, tier we have made available to you as a free trial.
1: Yes. but for anyone who's listening right this moment, yes we there's the seven day free trial you can give Patreon a try see what we have out there now um, decide if it's something that you would like to continue to support us and go towards our podcast. But today, our Twin Tangent. All of that to say, we have decided... That to give you a little, a
0: little sneaky peek.
1: Yes. <laughs> True. That was a lot to say. But we are, this episode, this Twin Tangent, we are giving you what will be our future Patreon episodes and what to expect.
0: And I am excited. Because it's still a tangent for me. I'm mm. going <sighs> to... this not that this this just took a different kind of research for me Mm -hmm. and in doing the research like it's somehow more in depth it's kind of like what you were saying before we started recording somehow i feel like you have to pay more attention we have some overlaps here and there in our normal episodes yeah but this one in particular i'm like i pieced together like four different sources to make this (laughs) so i don't know
1: got to be paying attention. Yeah. So without further ado, I think we can go ahead. Maybe do you want to um tell them the name of our spin-off Patreon episode? Oh no. Episodes? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. So I'll go ahead and do do you want to save yours for when you start your segment? I do. I think it will set the mood. It'll right. it'll
0: shift the mood from the sounds of
1: it. Yeah. So it's going to start off pretty dark, y'all, because and coming up with ideas for what we wanted to cover in Patreon, um, we are both going to have our own segment. And our goal is that we're each going to release an episode, at least one episode a month. And I really like true crime. I listen to so many true crime podcasts. I just, it never gets old to me. It's very interesting. It's... Fun seeing the different type of topics, different, I am mean, fun. I don't know if that was the right word. No, I
0: know. But it's interesting because I would say the majority of podcasts that I listen to as well are going to be true crime. I spread mine out, I think, a little thinner than yours mm-hmm. in that I listen to, like, haunted story podcasts about, mm-hmm. like, real-life locations. And then I also thoroughly enjoy Welcome to Night Vale, which is oh. just a fictitious, it's kind of like uh, Tales from Lake Wobegon, but, like sci-fi i don't know how to explain it but like <laughs> which if you don't know what tales of lake uh, from wake Lobo lake Wobagon are <laughs> then we're not friends honestly if you don't I've like garrison, garrison keeler uh prairie home companion npr I, like, hit you with it? none is, none of
1: this is hitting
0: <laughs> oh my gosh it's just like it's a really nice callback to like classic storytelling radio Mm -hmm. like you everybody sits down around the little the little radio around their little fire and they listen to someone tell you a story Mm -hmm. and that's what Tales from Lake Wobegon is and Welcome to Night Vale is the same idea it's you're listening to um you know, it's as if you're tuning into the radio station for this town, Nightvale, this fictitious town, Nightvale, and you're just listening to like he's gonna update you on the weather and the traffic and the goings ons in mm-hmm. in the city and the neighboring towns and rivalries and sports and uh-huh. <laughs> uh which maybe doesn't sound exciting, but I love it. It's so good. I bought a couple. Bo- they have books. They've got everything. Wonderful.
1: See, we do, even though we do this podcast together, me and you have such differing podcast likes outside of it, you know, stuff that we listen to on our own. Yeah, I think we're
0: both appreciative that Creepy Pasta has turned into a podcast uh, because we used to read that. those to each other all
1: the time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, I definitely get on Creepy pod- Pasta podcast. Yeah. But all that to say, I know true crime is oversaturated. I don't care because I'm here to bring more true crime (laughs) and people um, keep
0: doing it for reasons because it's popular.
1: Well, and the different deliveries, you can get the storytelling type where it's very dark and brooding. You can get a group podcast where they're all joking around and um, they don't take it too seriously, which I listen to both. I, I enjoy both. So this is kind of my take on, true crime we're gonna see how it turns out okay and i've decided to call my segment because we love alliteration love alliteration <laughs> it is a morbid minute with megan wonderful <laughs> it might be I more wish than a put minute. music over that it,
0: i'll just see what i can do i probably won't do it but there you go
1: <laughs> that's it <laughs> all right that was my theme music okay yeah so i am covering true crime that's it I've picked a random, I've been keeping a running list of uh, crimes that I've come across that seem interesting to me that I want to cover at some point. So I just pulled one out of that grab bag. So this is going to be fun for everybody. I'm just here uh,
0: to react in real time. Hope I will maybe have the same reactions as you people. We will see. I have no idea what she's going to talk about.
1: You don't. You know nothing. No. And it's dark. It's going to start dark, but I feel like Kelsey has told us she's going to pick it up in the end
0: yes yeah okay good yes hopefully (laughs) i feel like if you're listening to our podcast i would like to think we're all on the same page with my
1: topic Mm -hmm. but we shall see yeah that's also kind of why i went with true crime because it's still in the same vein kind of it's it runs parallel to paranormal i think
0: yeah mine might uh split the room a little bit i don't care oh you're either with me or you're not Oh God! Not not this one in particular, but like going forward, Mm -hmm. that's the point. So we shall we we shall see what happens.
1: Oh boy, I can't wait. Time for that (laughs) morbid minute or fifteen or so. A few minutes. Yeah, we'll see what happens. (laughs) All right. So today, this sounds so weird. Like I'm not doing my normal. Today I'm covering the Philpot family murders. I have listened to a lot. Of True Crime. And I will be honest, this one doesn't ring a bell. Okay, good. And it's not even recent. This actually happened back in 2013, I believe. Alright. The thing
0: is, I'm terrible with names. If you start telling it and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, probably won't. It really doesn't sound familiar, but let's let's see. Let's give it a try. Yeah, sometimes
1: the names will elude me, but I can... I can hear the story and what happens. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I definitely not heard of this one. And that's also my goal is I want to find cases that maybe you guys haven't heard of. I may have to cover big ones, too, because I just can't help myself.
0: No, I know. Yeah, because there was one time I was listening to a story. I'm like, I've never heard this before. And then it was about the guy that hid in the attic and came downstairs and left the footprints in the snow and blah, blah, blah. The axe. Yeah. 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 That's why I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. And then it was like a German family. I was like, this is interesting. Oh, yep. There never mind. Is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> No, this one is, I can truly say I had not heard of this one, so I'm happy. I'm excited. All right, so our we're starting off with Mick Philpot. Oh, just gonna <laughs> Go on. So Mick Philpot gained public attention in the mid-naughties. First of all, did you know that's what 2000 to 2010 is called?
0: No, people, okay, so I know people call it the early aughts mm-hmm. and Maddie hates that phrase mm-hmm. i don't she hates it a lot and i'm like we all pick and choose our battles uh the naughties yeah
1: i will state that this is this happened in the uk so it could be like colloquial yeah a term that they use but they call it the mid naughties n-o-u-g-h-t-i-e-s mm, no okay. i don't know Okay. Anyway, he gained a lot of public attention during that time for fathering numerous children by five different women and generating a large income through benefits.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of crappy. He's living off the system.
1: What year? This, okay, well, it started back in the 90s, but he gained a lot of attention about mid-2000s. So he just had, he was the baby daddy for like multiple women. Well, OK, we'll get to it. Here's OK, that's I was like, that's not unheard of. I'm not going. <laughs> you can't uh, let's sh- just get into it. Right. And I'll, I'll deal <laughs> with it as it comes. Right. I know where you're treading. It's going to. Yes. OK, so Philpott had children with five different partners claiming welfare benefits for himself and forcing the women in his life to hand over their money to him.
0: It's interesting he got put in that position because it is usually the system in this situation is usually in favor of the women. The men rarely get those kinds of benefits. The
1: women were getting money, too. But then he's like, give me and was taking the money from them. Was he blackmailing them? We'll get. I'm sorry. I got to let you tell your story. All right. So he reportedly had 17 children in total my God. Yes. And you'll all show you... to loved every single one of them. I got a couple of pictures for you to look at here soon, and I'll post them on our website, and you can all enjoy this dude. Yuppie. yucky, <laughs> yucky. Just
0: like all of them, dude. What? Okay.
1: <laughs> So his first marriage was to a woman named Pamela Lomax, with whom he had three children. That's fine. We're starting off strong. This was in the 90s. Mm -hmm. But then the marriage ended in 1995 when he started an affair with teenager Heather Kehoe. Well, there it is. That's where the
0: story stops. And he goes to jail because she's a teenager.
1: Wrong. Um, Skipping ahead to 2003, he married a woman named Marita. Marita? Marita? I don't know how to say it. I say it every time, and it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a weird English name. Sorry, guys. i oh, sorry about that. Marriott? Sure. Myriad. <laughs> well, they shared a home with... He shared a home with her and his live-in mistress, Lisa Willis.
0: Obviously known mistress, like...
1: Yeah. Yeah, they all knowledge. live together. Which, like, um, don't yuck
0: somebody's yum as long as everybody was in the loop and understanding, then, like, that is fine.
1: Yes. Okay, so I guess you could say he... Uh, not a polyamorous, open type of relationship. Probably open, and or, it gets uh, polygamy. Polyamorous, that's what I. Th-
0: Pol- well, no, poly- if she's oh. not seeking other partners, it's yeah. complicated. There's so, many- there so many. But if they're not married, there's so many guys. Don't go down that rabbit hole. It's a lot. <laughs>
1: Anyway, he was criticized in November of 2006. This is where he started gaining his attention because he demanded a bigger council house, which is essentially public housing offered by the government. He demanded a bigger house after getting both his wife and his mistress pregnant at the same time. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So he's like, how am I going to house all these kids? (laughs) I mean, if it's not
0: illegal, then whatever, he's within his right to do so.
1: Yeah. it. Whatever. Anyway, um... Moving on. Excuse me. A <laughs> former MP, which is Member of Parliament. Her name is Anne Whitcombe. She witnessed Philippot's volatile temper firsthand when she stayed with him at his home for a TV documentary about benefit claimants in 2008. Mm-hmm. So she was doing a piece on it. Now, get this. In one of several confrontations, Whittacomb called Philippot a coward when he said he would not speak to pensioners about his life on benefits. So they're trying to interview these people who live off the system, essentially. Mm hmm. Philippot leapt up from his seat and squared up to the former mp who backed away now i want you to go ahead and go to the trello board and okay. take a look at it's the first picture up there i want you to look at ann witticombe to see who he was trying to square up with why am i seeing
0: okay well it's showing me something else first we'll go
1: into the go into the card and then you'll see okay you're looking for a white-haired woman Oh, for goodness sake. Oh, oh, she <laughs> said, that's the face she made when he squared up, too. She said. And I went ahead and took the full screenshot of that page because I want you to read the partial title of the article I pulled that from. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Out of touch,
0: Anne Whittacombe tells families to ditch cheese. That's
1: all I see. The full title was to ditch cheese sandwiches. Okay. They said she's out of touch because they're like, the price of cheese sandwiches have gone up 101%. And she was like, so stop eating them. Like, that was her her (laughs) solution. Out of touch. Out of touch, Anne. I don't know if Anne is a bad person or not. I know she made that face when
0: he squared (laughs) up with her. And honestly, I'm I'm like fishing for the other half of this, what I'm thinking of. I feel like she is, oh, dang it. Who would the other person be? She's the love child of like Angela Lansbury and maybe because it's topical grimace Oh i'm my not god. sure the face the lack of lips the everything Very
1: square jaw
0: just <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> she has a top lip i feel like usually the top one disappears first but the bottom lip is just gone oh lord man i'll think of it'll hit me like a ton of bricks but angela lansbury and someone else had a love <laughs> child and it is Anne Whittaker. <laughs> oh my god
1: Okay, so now we're going to move forward to um, his violent past because she said that he is has a really bad temper. Where does this come from? Where did it start? So this is coming from an article. I mostly got it from The Sun, which is a UK... Um, Website. I also think I got from the Guardian. There's a couple. It's all mixed in here. Yeah. So it says a man with a history of violence and controlling younger women was convicted on Tuesday of killing six children in a, quote, evil, stupid, shameful act as part of a twisted attempt to frame a former lover who had dared to defy him. <sighs> hmm So Mick, at the time, he is 56 years old, and his wife, Marita... Marita- I'm going to say it wrong every time. Say Merida, like brave. If you saw, it's like M-A-I-R-E-A-D. Maried. I
0: don't know.
1: I don't know. Anyway, he was 56, wife was 31, and a friend involved in the plot, Paul Mosley, was 46. They were all convicted of manslaughter after setting ablaze their derby home, meaning to blame the Inferno on Phil Potts' former lover who left him.
0: And s- Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Instead of instead, the fierce heat and smoke engulfed the home, leading to the deaths of six children, aged five to thirteen, including five of Philpott's seventeen children and a son of Marie from a previous relationship.
0: And Marie was in the in the mix of doing this this crime.
1: Yes, so she put her own child in
0: danger. Okay, it gets
1: worse. She she didn't just put them. All right. We're just, just going <laughs> to keep trekking on. The jury was not told that Philpott had a previous conviction in 1978 for attempting to murder a woman who wanted to leave him, whom he stabbed a dozen times. He sounds like a really passionate man. hmm. So yeah. they didn't even know that going in that he has had priors. Mm hmm. Anyway, such was Philpot's hold on women that after the fire that killed his children, he got his wife, Marie, to perform a sex act on the third co-conspirator, Mosley, which the Crown said was carried out to keep him on their side as part of the plot. Oh, they are messed up. Mm-hmm. That's messed up. Yeah, they went to a motel. And she... I believe it said she performed oral sex on him while... I was going to say, give him the old BJ so he won't change his mind. While her husband, while Mick watched. And it was like this thing I...
0: Yeah, cool, neat. Anyway, I'm yucking his yum.
1: I'm going to step in at this point. (laughs) Yeah. He also exploited public sympathy after the fire to benefit from... The money from donated... I'm sorry, the money donated from the fire to the funerals of the children... He, like, used that.
0: That, I mean, is anybody surprised?
1: <laughs> and the children, their names were Jaden, who was five, Jade is ten, John is nine, Jack is eight, Jesse is six, and 13-year-old Dwayne. <laughs> Actually, it's really sad. I saw a clip of them carrying the caskets into the funeral home and their names were printed across the caskets. And how small they probably were. Oh, yeah. It took like, I mean, technically it was four people for each casket, at least for each corner, but they were kind of standing pretty close. Yeah. hmm uh, This is
0: weird, but I work at the local convention center. I feel like I've talked about this. And there was a convention that was held uh there that the company it was a convention for this company that makes caskets and uh, the thing that caskets go into Mm -hmm. vaults vaults thank you (laughs) and uh or in like combos there's vaults that you don't have to put the casket in the vault is the casket and wow and like innovation and it sounds silly but like Mm -hmm. this is their this is their job right um
1: there's a market for everything. And I
0: know one of my coworkers was just trying to be he's like, So are these display vaults or are these and she's like, No, they're vaults for children. Mm. And they were like Itty bitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they couldn't have been more than three feet long. I was like, oh God. Hate I didn't know. I was like holding it. I wasn't holding it. He was holding it, and he's like, Oh,
1: okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so upsetting. I mean, we've had the unfortunate Uh, experience of actually seeing a child's casket at an actual child's funeral which sucked you don't Mm -hmm. remember who apparently not well I'll have to tell you later but yeah I remember that and I remember walking out of the room afterwards once everyone got to like walk by the casket and the family stayed back to say their goodbyes and like as soon as the door shut the scream that left the mother was like i'll never forget it i
0: had to have blocked this from my memory Mm, nope it's it's still there it's awful. I'm really good at hiding trauma. It's fine. <laughs> we'll talk about it after.
1: Yeah. All right. Back to this. On the night of the fire, the neighbors tried to rescue the children from the burning house, but were beaten back by the smoke and flames. Of course. Yeah. When the bodies of the children were carried out of the house by police, Philpott ran forward and had to be restrained. So he's making a big scene of it. Like, my babies. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you that the goal was not to kill the children. And I they we'll were see just if,
0: casualties. They were just in the way.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'll see if I put this in my notes or not. I can't remember what all I included, but it's up here if I forget or if I didn't put it in here. Assistant Chief Constable Steve Catrill Cut- of Derbyshire Police said, "Quote: This is an evil, stupid, shameful act which has resulted in the deaths of five of his own children. Personally, I found it very upsetting." I mean, yes. I've become extremely angri- angry at the needless loss of life. Six little kids that have not got the chance to grow up. Five vacant chairs on the Monday morning at the primary school must have been horrendous, not only for the teaching staff, but for all the other little kids there as well. Why? When
0: people have to put it in perspective like that. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm a highly emotional person, so I'm thinking of this very, like, distantly. And that's... <sighs> It's a lot. I'm singing
1: empty chairs and empty tables in my head. I was just
0: listening to that earlier. Oh, Lord. My goodness. Uh, anyway, no, when people put it in perspective like that, like I feel like these seem like such senseless acts, like you can't fathom it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just pe- when people say it, when people put it in front of your face, it's like, my
1: God. When the kids went to school and five of the chairs were empty. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I know there were six kids, but five of them were in primary school. That's why why they said that. So, okay, I'll go ahead and keep reading. He was, of course, found guilty. No, go figure. They took him to jail. I'm not going to get super deep into that, but Why, he was feeling right. guilty. In a highly unusual move, the families of the Philpott said they were happy with the guilty verdict that left Mick and Marie Philpott facing lengthy jail terms when they are sentenced on Wednesday. Honestly, which, when this good. is written. So many instances
0: where someone is just blatantly a terrible person and the family's like, but they're innocent. We never saw uh, this coming. Casey Anthony. I'm going to call her out by name. Her parents let that
1: be mm-hmm. whole yeah
0: uh go free and they're like oh we didn't want that we just didn't want the sentence to be so harsh right well now you're letting a killer walk free
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she
0: killed your grandchild lord so. i may
1: cover that one i don't know see that's one i oh, know it's high my god it's uh it Highly definitely covered. got yeah a lot of coverage but i have a lot of thoughts on it
0: no like call it like you see it i know family is family sometimes but like
1: not mm-hmm. this guy mm-hmm. So Philpot's sister Don Bestwick said, "My family and I have attended court each and every day and listened objectively to all the evidence in this trial to understand what happened to our six beautiful children on May 11th, 2012." Ooh, so that's we just passed the anniversary. Mm-hmm. Our presence in court was to find out the truth. Following today's verdict, we the family of Michael Philpot believe justice has been served." His own sister said that. Good Marie's Phil potts family the duff family said in a statement the children were taken away in the cruelest way imaginable by the very people who were supposed to love and protect them justice has been served and we are happy with the verdict so both families closest people to you are like good good riddance Bye -bye." bye yeah as the jury delivered its verdict in respect to Philpott, he stood on the dock, staring straight ahead with his hands clasped in front of him. He shook his head when guilty verdicts were read out for his wife.
0: <laughs> like he was disappointed.
1: She looked down at the floor and fought back tears while clutching tissues in both hands. Like, okay,
0: well, how long did they get put away for? Like two seconds?
1: Uh, no, I will, I will get to that. Okay. The court did not hear that 35 years ago, he had crept into the home of Kim Hill after she wrote him a letter ending the relationship. So this is giving you the details of what I said earlier.
0: So she wrote a letter because she didn't even feel like she was in a safe enough position to tell
1: him face to face. Mm -hmm. So he snuck into her home. She was 17 at the time. He was 35 and she was in bed when he attacked her, knifing her more than a dozen times before turning on her mother, Shirley, who was a nurse. Did Shirley live? Um, yes, I believe I they both I would imagine, lived.
0: yeah. If somebody died, they would have known about this. Yeah.
1: Phil Pott, age 21 at the time of the attack. Or I'm sorry, it happened 35 years ago. He was 21. Excuse me. Okay. But okay. still older. He's four years older than her at this point. Mm-hmm. So at the time of the attack, he was 21. He was convicted of the attempted murder of Hill and of grievous bodily harm to her mother in December of 1978. He was sentenced to seven years with the judge warning that he was a dangerous man. So... I don't know if that that's just, the That just, like, max, slipped their minds, yeah. The, they couldn't tell the jury that. It wasn't oh. part of this. Yeah, so they weren't even aware of this.
0: I I guess. I don't know. You can't remember every every instance that happened. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. But the flaws that made Philpott a larger-than-life character in his local area would soon lead to his downfall, thank goodness. Days after the children's death, Philpott gave a tearful press conference where he acted like, quote, an excited child rather than a grief-stricken parent raising police suspicions. So this is how he got caught.
0: That's sick. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, that's disgusting.
1: In the aftermath of the fire, detectives put the Philpotts and Mosley up in a hotel room that was bugged. The trio, so the three Paul and the two Philpotts, they the trio were overheard checking their stories with each other to make sure they'd lined up before they get questioned. <laughs> How yeah. dumb can you be? Yeah. The Crown alleged the fire was started with Philpot as the primary organizer and a plan to frame his former lover lisa willis so the live-in lover who left um who had walked out on him with their four children three months earlier mm-hmm. so she just couldn't take it anymore i wonder why philpot had lived in the property with willis and marie who was the mother of the six children who were killed so, like jesus christ he had sexual relationships with both women alternating between the two again this is not unusual this is people have polyamorous open relationships like this Mm -hmm. that's not the problem this is the problem that i'm getting to willis um, lisa willis who said she was kept a virtual prisoner by philpot walked out on him taking her five children with her in february she had one child from a previous relationship so three of them were his Mm -hmm. the fire at the council house in victory road took place hours before philpot was due to face willis in court for a custody hearing (laughs) <laughs> okay. So they tried to time this just right. The jury heard how Philpot had spread rumors after Willis left that she wanted to firebomb the house, all part of his attempt to frame her for the fire. So he's trying to build this narrative so people would believe it was her when this happened. Yeah. The plan was for him to go in and rescue the children for Willis, and for Willis to be prosecuted for the arson. Mm-hmm. And then it, something went terribly wrong, and the blaze got out of control. Go Surprise. freaking figure. Yeah. Uh, The adults escaped the house, but the six children died as they slept. Oh, God. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cottrell said, so that's the constable, said that Philpott's behavior at the press conference that he had chosen to give days after the fire had increased police suspicions. He said, quote, after 30 years of doing what I do, I've never seen anybody having suffered that magnitude of loss deal with it in the manner in which he dealt with it. I would have expected him to be completely and utterly destroyed and, if push came to shove, not able to present himself at a press conference. No. (laughs) He entered the room in a quiet and jovial manner as though it was a bit like an excited child, really inappropriate in my view. He was the father of five children, in essence six children, who died in this house. I didn't see it as anything to be excited about. If anything, he should be rather fearful of the experience and wary of it. I didn't see a great deal of emotion and upset.
0: So was he excited because he was he was giving a preface conference to ask for donations funds for the mm-hmm. and I think which he, he knew still, he was going to take
1: he was still trying to frame Lisa at this point so yeah. instead, it's like he's just so almost like giddy he's writing he's getting high. away with it he's like hey, yeah I can't believe I'm getting away with this but like he said it into the mic before starting his press conference essentially Teehee, <laughs> I can't believe they're gonna buy this
0: yeah that- yeah like. No, I think he thought he was going to get away with it and have Lisa be try, like convicted of it mm-hmm. and that he was going to get all this money from the donations and stuff. like
1: And all the sympathy and everything. Yeah. So the Derby City Council said a serious case review was being held into social services engagement with the family. From 2000 to 2012, there was no social service involvement with the family, which I mean... I don't know if there was no reason, if there was no violence in the home, which I sounds like there probably was, but if no one's calling on it.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> clearly they were too scared to, probably.
1: Yeah. Philpott also abused the goodwill of the community in Allenton, who raised more than 15,000 pounds to pay for the funerals of all six children. He demanded that any money left over should be given to his family and Argos vouchers. <laughs> okay. All right, guy. He also demanded that hundreds of teddy bears left outside the burnt-out house should. Excuse me. With <laughs> that pickle came back. Oh my god. <laughs> he also demanded that hundreds of teddy bears left outside the burnt-out house should be auctioned off and the money given to him. Oh my god. The audacity. He told one organizer, "Quote, shut up and just get on with it." Oh, okay. Mm-hmm to hurry up this thing. So, what happened to him? What was he given for all of this cuz he was found guilty? He was given a life sentence after being convicted of the killing of six of his children in 2013. Yeah. His wife I was
0: saying li- six life sentences.
1: It just says a life sentence. <clears throat> that so sucks. His wife and Paul Mosley were both given 17-year sentences. That's
0: not enough. That is not enough.
1: Mm-mm. So, where is he now? You're asking yourself. Still in prison. He is serving his term at HMP Wakefield in West Yorkshire. The prison had been nicknamed, quote, the Monster Mansion due to the large quantity of dangerous prisoners it houses. In January 2021, the Mirror, which I must have pulled from that, too, reported that he wanted Marie to visit him in prison and was, quote, desperate to see her. Uh He wants those conjugals, huh? Mm -hmm. So you can go back to Trello, and I have a couple more pictures in there. You can see a picture of him with, like, eight of his kids He looks and I think the sad
0: thing is he just looks so unsuspecting in photos.
1: He looks like an old, old man, whatever. And then you can also see a picture of the six kids who were killed Mm, from youngest to oldest. Great. And that last picture is him with, I believe, Lisa, the younger one. Or is that
0: the one that went to
1: prison? I'm pretty sure that's Lisa I thought I had uploaded a picture of him with Marie, but hey, I didn't so it was them like crying outside the courthouse or crying at the press conference yeah and that is the Philpott family murders wonderful aren't you glad <laughs> yeah I don't know if you guys had ever heard that before but I had not and it made me angry yeah no that wasn't fun
0: <laughs> Sorry wasn't about good. that. my goodness oh god here we
1: go no. now it's kelsey's turn <laughs> so no don't
0: like if you look at those. if you
1: have any thoughts or anything i guess i'm just anger
0: mm-hmm. really and like it's seen the pictures of these children hearing their names putting a perspective he just i hope oh my god i don't know I don't like that guy. I don't know. (laughs) He
1: had no, no. No remorse. No. Yes, he didn't care about his kids at all. His the whole goal was to just get back at this chick for leaving. Like, honestly,
0: had he gotten away with it and gotten all of this money and stuff for the children, I swear to God, I wouldn't put it past him to like come up with other ways to potentially kill his other children Mm -hmm. slowly for more money.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know if he felt. They said he didn't really seem to feel sad or guilty about killing his kids. He's psychotic. He was. Yeah, his intention wasn't to kill the kids, but he did, and it was like, oh, oops. They just got
0: caught. (laughs) They were just in the line of fire. They were. Mm -hmm. They were
1: disposable to him. Oh, line of fire! Oh, bad. Okay, jeez. No.
0: Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Listen, when I don't know what's going on, I have I don't have time to come up with jokes. I know. Uh, so they just come off the handle like that, and uh, not always
1: good. Yeah, but that's my my um, story for today. That's what I've got for you. Well hopefully
0: i will be bringing the mood up with (laughs) with my little tidbit here so like we said these are gonna we're gonna have patreon content for you because this is also coming from one we have lots of things to talk about that aren't just spooky things Mm -hmm. and two we're not getting to go as many places as we used to because life happens that's why we're down to one place a month which means not as much evidence not as much whatever um so this is in lieu of evidence from locations also this is to supplement lost time sorry um and
1: where was i going with this what the heck patreon content your episode your topic that you'll be covering yeah whatever anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i'm trying to find where the heck is my name there it is (laughs) couldn't find it um Right, so we're going to be two doing two separate things. So mine is just a completely, we're doing this in the same episode right now as a sneak peek, but this is a completely separate train of thought. So we're going to jump the rails here pew, pew, and cover my Patreon content, which we're still, we're <laughs> It's a
1: working title. <laughs> it's a
0: working title. Um, so I don't know, this might come as a shock to some of you that are listening. I am gay.
1: oh Oh, Oh my goodness where did that
0: come from right what a surprise uh and we the thing that i'm talking about we were having such we love alliteration and when i say i love alliteration i love alliteration (laughs) (laughs) and um in coming up with listen we dug deep for this this title this is still a working title so we're going with beyond the closet coffee concoctions and converse conversing conspiracies cryptids and comedy with kelsey (laughs) or 60k which sounds like sexy k and that's fine six it's six c's and a k sexy k Uh, (laughs) um it's funny i'm extra it's because i'm gay i have to be extra about things so that's 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 what and then the beyond the closet ha 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 -ha, it's the closet look it's because
1: we worked with a couple different titles, and we're like, man, I don't know, that doesn't really get the point across, <laughs> whatever, and then, um, so I'll say it a little slower for everybody, it's Coffee
0: Concoctions and Conversing Conspiracies, Cryptids, and Comedy with Kelsey. <laughs> so, usually i we're doing this a little late, uh, but I would normally have, I'm gonna, I'm a barista, That is what I do for a living because I have a music degree and it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I will be crafting a latte, a drink of sorts for myself, and then discussing whatever I want to discuss in the realm of conspiracies and cryptids. Love them. Mm -hmm. You Uh, can say
1: what drink you had earlier. uh, That's what I was going to do. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So I went to
0: a local-ish coffee shop. I can't always go to my local, my coffee shop. I don't know. You got to branch out sometimes. And I tried a, I had a... mocha cold brew with a strawberry sweet cream cold foam (sighs) and it tasted like melted neapolitan ice cream like but even like an ice cream sandwich even better uh Mm -hmm. it was all wonderful great just imagine i'm drinking that and the milky noises (laughs) of my mouth are just lulling you i was
1: going to smack my lips
0: but i changed my (laughs) mind (laughs) most of my drinks hopefully will not be milk based so we don't
1: Huh? It's not like you said most of most of
0: my drinks. Most of my drinks, hopefully, will not be milk based, so we all don't suffer. Mm-hmm. But whatever. So today I'm t- covering a conspiracy. I wanted to like I didn't want to get super deep, but I ended up getting deep anyway.
1: <laughs> um, With a conspiracy? No,
0: <laughs> no way. Um, I wanted to cover something since this is a sneak peek. This is well known. I think most conspiracies conspiracies are going to be well known. Uh, but this one is not a secret, and I'm covering it anyway. Okay. It is the conspiracy that the earth is flat.
1: Oh, God. oh I didn't think you were actually going to do it. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm doing it. Okay. Oh, I feel like I'm just going to be so annoyed by the end of this. So here's the thing. I
0: am going to try, what I want to do in my segment, is try to be present the information in an unbiased manner that's not it's not gonna be unbiased i don't know why i said that that's stupid uh but give you both sides but it's going to be very obvious where i am leaning Hmm. um and we are leaning
1: because it's round
0: exactly there you go yeah thank you thank you so we're gonna talk about why flat earthers believe that the earth is flat and i'm getting this information from wikipedia
1: oh good wonderful
0: Modern flat Earth beliefs are promoted by organizations and individuals advocating that the Earth is flat while denying the Earth's sphericity. Spher- sphericity? Sphericity sounds right. Wow. Yeah.
1: Oh, there it is. You burped into it. <laughs> we both did. I had one escape <laughs> my throat. I didn't even plan it. I, I did plan. I always plan it. Uh,
0: anyway, well, see, now I've ruined the, the, the end of the joke. It says that they are advocating that the Earth is flat while denying the... S- sphericity of the earth contrary to over two millennia of scientific consensus (laughs) wonderful (laughs) like here's the thing i wanted to try to show this in an unbiased way it's really hard because every nobody (laughs) believes these people (laughs) like every article i've found is so petty but uh, i tried my best flat earth beliefs are pseudoscience the hypotheses and assertion are not based on scientific knowledge Flat Earth advocates are classified by experts in philosophy and physics as science deniers. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm already, like, my head hurts, but go on. Mm-hmm.
0: Flat Earth groups of the modern era date from the middle of the 20th century. Some adherents are serious and some are not. Those who are serious are often motivated by religion or conspiracy theories. Listen, I could have gotten into a big ol' hole and I wanted to dig into, like the venn diagram that is religious views versus political views versus flat earthers but i'm not gonna do that (laughs) i'm not gonna do that just know that i have this weird feeling if we're all on the same page that the venn diagram is a circle (laughs) that is it Uh, anyway through the use of what Through the use of social media, flat earth theories have been increasingly... What? What? Social media? (laughs) Ah, Social media, yikes. Social media isn't... Oh, I'm going to reel that one in. Never mind. Uh, Okay. Through the use of social media, flat earth theories have been increasingly espoused and promoted by individuals unaffiliated with larger groups. Many believers make use of social media to spread their views. Now... I was under the impression that the flat Earth thing was, like, semi-recent. Mm-hmm. What, when did you think it, like, came about? It's
1: like in the last five years, I feel like, it's been prevalent. Close. In 1956... Mm, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> ...Samuel Shenton <laughs> created the International Flat Earth Research Society, better known as the Flat Earth Society, as a successor to the Universal Zetetic Society... Oh. Uh, Running it as, quote, organizing secretary from his home in Dover, England. His primary aim was to reach children before they were convinced about a spherical Earth. Despite plenty of... Dang it. (laughs) Despite plenty of publicity. The space race eroded Shenton's support in Britain until 1967, when he started to become famous due to the Apollo program. When satellite images showed Earth as a sphere, Shenton remarked, "'It's easy to see how a photograph like that could fool the untrained eye.'" oh god okay they're so pretentious uh later asked about similar photographs taken by astronauts he attributed curvature to the use of wide angle lens adding it's a deception of the public and it isn't right
1: i just picture this dude pushing his glasses up on his nose going well actually to the untrained (laughs) eye (laughs) of course like okay this totally (laughs) off topic have you at like had cringe talk pop up on your for you page
0: at all Okay, so I've had Call Me Chris, <laughs> Selena, Spooky Boo, and somebody else
1: do yes. like their rounds of, mm-hmm.
0: oh man, and some of them make my butt pucker like they're so <laughs> bad it like
1: makes my chest hurt. I've got some to show you. There's this girl mm. I can't take her seriously. I mean, she hashtags at Cringe Talk. It's not her actual like, but it's only ironic.
0: It's only, it's
1: only ironic until it's unironic. Like you got to stop if you scroll back to like her early. Videos, they're not bad. But then all of a sudden she started doing this and people were like, Oh my God, why are you so good at this? And <laughs> she just, I don't know. She ran with it. And I came across another one where it's like um, POV you've walked into the manga section manga section of the bookstore and this guy jumps and he's like hello m'lady and like tips his hat, and, <sighs> and you just know it's awful the whole like it was the hardest 60 seconds of my life
0: i'm just staring off as she's <laughs> explaining this i hope you know i actually come across i haven't come across him on tiktok but on reels and stuff mostly facebook reels uh the guy who yeah, He does a lot of personas, but one of the one that I always see for some reason, because the algorithm's a nightmare, <laughs> is uh, average Redditor does fill in the blank. OK, and it's just the <laughs> like, like, I can't I don't I can't give you any examples. Just imagine. Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I'm just going to send you the videos. It's average Redditor uh, tries to order a drink at a bar. And he's just like, you plebeians don't understand. Yeah, literally words like that that I'm like, please, please. And the whole time, it's so uncomfortable. You run into the kid who is in JROTC. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You civilians. (laughs) You civilians don't
1: understand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can't. We can't. That one was really rough. We watched that together. It was bad.
1: We got on a tangent. Sorry there. Oh, well, you Uh, know what?
0: Anyway. (laughs) So anyway. So I jumped around because there was a lot of information and i'm not trying to spend this is a sneak peek folks yeah. so we're keeping it concise uh shenton died in 1971 boohoo <laughs> good yeah uh charles k johnson a correspondent from california inherited part of shenton's library from shenton's wife johnson spent years examining the studies of flat and round earth theories and proposed evidence of a conspiracy against flat earth The idea of a spinning globe is only a conspiracy of error that Moses, Columbus, and FDR all fought. What? (laughs) I I kept that quote in there because I also did the same thing. I did the Mr. Krabs like... (laughs) Yeah. Man. I don't know. His article was published in in the magazine Science Digest in 1980. It goes on to state, quote, If it is a sphere, the surface of a large body of water must be curved. The Johnsons have checked the surfaces of Lake Tahoe and Salton Lake, Salton Sea, without detecting any curvature. I'm so. Done. I looked at a lake and I saw no curve. It was <laughs> pretty flat. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually joking. I didn't. To do that. Um, so there's a whole more mess of like how these followers grew and blah blah blah. They had like a following of like 3,500 people. Back in the 50s and 60s and 70s. Like, Johnson grew it in the 70s to about 3,500. Now there are, unfortunately, lots and lots more. I think it just comes with uh, defiance and not wanting to believe science, as it said in the beginning. Moving on. This article, this bit, is from CNN, published in 2019. This is the, t- <laughs> this is the title of, the, of this article. The fl- what?
1: It happened oh, again. God, it scared me planet. bad. Uh,
0: the Flat Earth Conspiracy is spreading around the globe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the delay. They- I was just like... Uh-huh. <laughs> <What did> you- <laughs> I don't know. They-
0: Listen, here's the thing. Reading this CNN article, you know that they knew exactly what they were doing. The title of the article, The Flat Earth Conspiracy is spreading around the globe. Does it hide <laughs> a darker core? <laughs> they're so funny it's so so good this is a comedy article did you know is the onion (laughs) yeah uh quote i don't want to be a flat earther david weiss says his voice weary as he reflects on his personal awakening would you wake up in the morning and want everyone to think you're an idiot but weiss (laughs) is a flat earther Ever since he tried and failed to find proof of the Earth's curve four years ago, he's believed with an evident passion that our planet is both flat and stationary, and it's turned his world upside down. (laughs) I absolutely freaked out, Weiss tells CNN in a phone interview. It literally whips the rug out from underneath you. Now Weiss finds it tedious to associate with the majority of people. He is literally... He is average Redditor. I hate this guy. Uh, Though he... Unfortunately, still has some friends who believe in a round Earth. oh I have quote. I have no problem with anybody that wants to believe we live on a ball. That's their choice, he says. It's not. It's just not something I resonate with.
1: <laughs> okay, it doesn't. It doesn't pass the vibe check. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. <laughs> um, there the, again, this is a lot of like nitpicking. I. This was also a very long article, so I just. Beep, beep, uh, the businessman attended uh, the third annual Flat Earth International Convention. I believe it was in Denver, Colorado. The event scheduled rem- uh, resembled any corporate conference with some fairly noticeable twists. Speakers gave presentations, including Space is Fake and Testing the Moon, a Globe Lie Perspective.
1: Oh, God. And I... It's just so and much. And they called it a globe? Knowing what <laughs> a, a globe A globe lie perspective. Oh, Okay uh quote we can
0: collaborate we can make new friends because guess what our old friends we lost a lot of friends (laughs) (laughs) god dang it's so good like they're doing uh, it's they're doing it's right themselves man honestly uh people in every pocket of this spherical planet are rejecting science and spreading the word that the earth is flat There's no clear study indicating how many people have been convinced, and flat earthers like Weiss will tell you without evidence, there are millions more in the closet anyway. (laughs) Closet. Uh, Like, I just let you know. You know what they did. They wrote, flat earthers will tell you without evidence, there's millions more where that came from. That's
1: great. I love this.
0: Now, this portion that I grabbed... Uh, So we've got, we've tried to see both sides here unsuccessfully. Flat (laughs) earthers are just really, they're really flailing here. Um, What the flat earthers believe. And just, here's the problem with why I tried to make this unbiased. I wanted to find reasoning, like evidence, something that convinced these flat earthers that the earth was flat. Here's the problem. There's not any. Yeah. Because at first, as I was writing this, I'm like, I feel bad. Because this is not... I feel like I didn't give you enough uh, information on the flat earther side of things. But that Mm -hmm. is because there is not any information. There's no science. There's no evidence. There's nothing. There's a lot
1: of people screaming the
0: earth is flat. Why? Because! Because I looked out my front door and I don't see a curve. Yeah. So, I'm jumping the gun. This next chunk is from jpost.com, I don't know how I got here. I did a lot of digging. This is the Jerusalem Post. Oh, oh, golly. I know. Flat earthers confirm round shape with costly experiment.
1: What? Oh, no.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like you have to have seen this. It's been a pretty popular video. I'll be sad if you have, but I want you to see it anyway. Uh, A researcher's attempt to prove that the flat earth theory Oh, sorry. A researcher's attempt to prove the flat earth theory backfires, providing evidence to the contrary in a viral experiment. Have you seen this experiment of this man trying to prove, like he's like, once and for all, I'm going to prove to you in real time. He made a documentary, paid money to have this documentary made to show in real time that the earth is flat. It sounds familiar. With a light and a piece
1: of cardboard. <sighs> okay, maybe not. We'll maybe get I'm there. thinking something else.
0: The belief in a flat earth has gained traction over the years, leading to numerous attempts to prove this theory. However, a recent experiment conducted by a flat earth proponent has inadvertently debunked their own claims. (laughs) That's embarrassing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The experiment captured in the Netflix documentary, Behind the Curve, has garnered attention as it highlights the contradictory results. Despite the evidence, some steadfast believers remain unconvinced. Like, literally, I think right before this, they had tried another experiment, and it was inconclusive. Like, they couldn't, could neither confirm <laughs> nor deny that they were correct. And they're like, well, this one, this is really going to do it for you. However, Pilots, Pilots is, so the guy's name must be pilot. I don't know. Okay. Uh, his testimonies debunked this claim, revealing the constant adjustments required to navigate the Earth's curved surface. Additionally, skeptics have questioned the authenticity of footage captured by estron- astronauts, even though ample evidence supports its credibility. Despite counter arguments, proponents of the flat Earth theory remain resolute. Mm-hmm. One determined flat Earth believer embarked on an ambitious experiment documented in the 2018 film Behind the Curve. Recently, this experiment has gained viral attention due to its unintended outcome. <laughs> Estimates suggest that approximately twenty thousand dollars was invested. It, it decides to tell us because this is the, the Jerusalem Post that it is equivalent to seventy-five thousand shekels. In case you're curious, goodness, uh, was invested to produce an experiment intended to irrefutably prove that the flat the flat Earth concept. The researcher set up an experiment within a dark room, capturing a light beam passing through two holes in parallel walls. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the opposite side, a person with a flashlight would direct the light through the holes with a camera positioned five meters above the ground and 15 meters away from the flashlight. The experiment aimed to yield straightforward results. Is this sounding familiar yet? No. Oh, wonderful. Good. Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, this is the... It's, it aimed to yield straightforward results. If the light reached the camera, it would indicate equal distances between the flashlight, the holes, and the camera above the ground. So, like, man with a camera. Long distance. Wall. Long distance. Wall. Long distance person.
1: Mm -hmm. And he was going to hold
0: a flashlight through that hole, and theoretically, if the Earth is flat, it would just go, and he would see the light. Yeah. it just... I hope they give the exact numbers. It's very funny. Um... On the opposite side, a person with a flashlight. I already said that. <laughs> the experiment aimed to... What? How, oh, my little <gasps> fingers. You saw me grab it and like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so that would support the flat earth theory. Conversely, if the light remained unseen and required an elevated flashlight position, it would imply varying distances from the ground and suggest a spherical earth. Like, they even knew. They were like, if, if the light was held... I think it's something like... Uh, at 13 feet high, mm-hmm. not 13, not 13 feet, I think 13 feet, something like that. They're like, if it's held at this high it'll be fine. If the earth is curved, it would have to be so much higher. Like, mm-hmm. they had an exact number for some reason of how much higher it would have to be. Uh huh. The outcome of the experiment proved to be an ironic twist, as the light failed to reach the camera when placed at the same height of five meters above the ground. The flat earth proponent uncomfortably muttered, interesting, very interesting, (laughs) (laughs) like on live on live documentary. (laughs) This unexpected revelation highlighted the contradiction between between the researchers expectations and the actual results. The video of the experiment quickly went viral, generating a plethora of comments from viewers who were astounded by the researchers refusal to accept the evidence contradicting his own theory. Mm hmm. Observers expressed their amusement at witnessing the dissolution of his entire worldview, while others questioned his lack of explanation for the experiment's outcome.
1: Yeah, like, what did he say? (laughs) I'll show you in a second. Uh, uh, More testing to come. Pretty much. Oh, no. Uh, The failed experiment,
0: intended to provide unequivocal evidence supporting a flat Earth, inadvertently proved the Earth's spherical nature. Despite the results, the unwavering belief in a flat Earth persists among some individuals. This intriguing case serves as a reminder of the complexities of human perspectives and the challenges of confronting deeply entrenched beliefs. (laughs) Uh, um, So I looked up, oh, I thought I looked up, oh, here it is, phew. I was like, why is it showing me the coffee thing? All right, so I'm hoping this will play, I'm hoping you will see it, and I'm hoping you will hear it. This is just a minute-long video of the guy and his documentary, please move, Uh, the guy and his documentary trying to show you He'll give you all the numbers. It's so good. Very mm-hmm. good. Oh, sorry. Oh. He's cutting a hole in cardboard. That you know, was terrible. That's experiment. like styrofoam. Okay.
1: If you're seeing through this hole, through mm-hmm. the next hole, and seeing the light at the backboard, or at right, 17 feet off the water, the earth is flat. If he's holding it up at 23 feet high and we're seeing the light, well, that's because the earth's curved. So I, I should only be able to see it when it's at 17 17-
0: Yeah, so he's saying Mm -hmm. 17 feet high means the Earth is flat at the end. They gave it in kilometers because it was the Jerusalem Post. post, Sorry. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have this light set at 17 feet. Mm -hmm. He knows for a fact that if the light is held at 23 feet, for some reason, that means if the Earth's curvature is what they say it is, the light will have to be held at 23 feet instead of 17. That's a pretty significant difference. Right.
1: Okay, go ahead and drive down there, Enrique. You're going to hold the light there? Enrique, how high is your light? i mean i you know it's his um there's we don't see you enrique lift up your lift up your light up way above your head interesting
0: <laughs> he said interesting interesting i can't uh, this, is, this is odd i can't see you enrique lift it way above your head and then i think it, i don't know if you could see it but at some point it shows like in parentheses at exactly 23 feet oh, interesting very interesting <laughs> <laughs> so i think this was just a fun light-hearted little conspiracy there are people who believe the flat earth thing i don't know if i have encountered any in real life but here is a perfect example of like i tried very hard To show you both sides of this conspiracy and why people believe one side and why people believe the other, there really is no reason. There's no reason. No. Like, I can see down the street just fine, so I know the Earth is not curved. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Lake Tahoe looked really flat today, so, like, pray tell, explain that to me. Um, They... There's just no reason. I'm so sorry, flat earthers. If you're, that's what I meant earlier when I said, if you're listening to this podcast, I have a feeling we're all going to be on the same page here with this one. This fe- felt like a safe bet to me. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. It was nice. That experiment cracks me up every time he's like, I just, oh, I, can't, I can't see you, Enrique. Could you lift it way up to about 23 feet high? Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because. It's the documentary, so you're seeing just a black screen, and you're hearing him talk. And as he's like, lift it way above your head, you see this tiny little light go, Bing. and just <laughs> show up <laughs> in the hole. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. <laughs> That's good stuff. Good stuff. The Earth is round. Sorry, folks. I mean, yeah,
1: yes. <laughs> There's no.
0: Is it a conspiracy theory? Yes, it fits the bill for my it silly, is. my yes. silly little segment. Uh. Y'all keep on, flat earthers, believers are all around the globe. (laughs) I can't, I can't. I think a flat, like, flat earth society made a post that said something like that. Like, we flat earthers are found all over the
1: globe. And someone's like, say it slower. Yeah. Please. Like, Jesus criminy. I have a similar video to show you, not about flat earth, but something um, of the political flavor and i don't want to talk about it on here but it's funny the venn diagram is a circle (laughs) 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 if you're not willing to believe
0: science i'm i just have this weird feeling you're not willing to believe other factual
1: things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. well anyway well we ended on a nice fun note that was good because yeah. I really just darted. So you in hadn't seen
0: you hadn't seen that experiment. <laughs> oh no. my gosh, I've seen it so many times, it makes me laugh every time. That's so every great. Every time. Because it's the comment you couldn't write an <laughs> SNL skit that well timed. Like know. it was so bad. <laughs> and he really paid twenty thousand dollars to make himself look stupid. Beyond be behind the curve, I believe is what the Netflix documentary oh, is man. called. Is it Beyond or Behind? I should know this. I just read all my notes. Interesting. Very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Behind the curve. Okay. Ironically, behind the curve. So yeah, I thought that would lighten up the mood.
1: That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope you all enjoyed your sneak peek of what's to come in Patreon. If you liked this, you thought this was interesting, you like the topic of true crime and conspiracies and cryptids and And the good thing is is they're separate
0: episodes so you can pick and choose Mm -hmm. we'll find out the really hard way whose is more popular (laughs) (laughs) because we can see the numbers We can, but um i feel like the uh i mean with such a catchy title as beyond the closet coffee concoctions and conversing conspiracies cryptids and comedy with kelsey is really (laughs) gonna get like that's really
1: or I can just see that taking off. A morbid minute with Megan. Mm. <laughs> sexy K Sexy K <laughs> And my music. I had to do my music too. Do you
0: want Morbid or Sexy K?
1: I'll let you guys decide. Yeah. <laughs> um again, not live until July 1st, so don't get don't get crazy. I mean, you can go to Patreon. Go ahead and go to Patreon and get a get a ahead of the curve here and don't you know, <laughs> all know, these curves. <laughs> You can donate anytime. Our Patreon's been live for a while. It's just now we're adding some more content for you guys. Yep. Um, more regular content. So go check that out. It's linked on our website. Or you can go to patreon.com slash or so they say pod, I believe. And you can check out our two tiers that we got for you. And, and this is hopefully the first step of many of making up all of
0: all lost, of time. lost time to you guys. <laughs> Goodness. This was fun. I'm glad we did
1: this. Yeah. And a then. a good one. Next week, we're going to be taking you to somewhere we've actually investigated recently. It's our yes, first of yeah. the month. These are fun back-to-back episodes because you get your fifth Wednesday and then your our Wednesday. God dang, <laughs> my other podcast just creeping in. Right. You get your fifth Thursday and then your first Thursday. So we get to talk about somewhere we've investigated and I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like this one's going to be fun.
0: I hope. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I hope so. All right. Well. I guess we'll see you guys next week. Ooh. Ooh, that's the theme music. <laughs> okay. okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orso they say pod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at orso they say pod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash they say pod. You can donate as little as
0: $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've
1: captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com people slash they say pod. You can find or so they say, on Apple Podcasts,
0: Spotify,
1: or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We, and the algorithms, will thank you for it.
0: See you next week.